And now for a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now, brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, Ontario. Welcome to Ukrainian Jewish Heritage on Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm Peter Baker. Who closes the door? And who can open it? Who escapes and who doesn't? A compelling book entitled The Great Departure, Mass Migration from Eastern Europe and the Making of the Free World by Tara Zara answers some of these questions. Tara Zara is a professor of modern European history at the University of Chicago and a recent winner of a MacArthur Fellowship. Her book is an impressive work of scholarship that is filled with often heartbreaking personal stories of the devastating human toll of migration. Between 1846 and 1940, more than 50 million Europeans moved to the Americas in one of the largest migrations of human history. Villages were emptied out throughout Europe, especially Central and Eastern Europe. The homes the immigrants left behind, as well as their new homes, were fundamentally changed. From almost the very beginning, emigration policies were political tools to be manipulated and exploited. Governments and nationalist movements were eager to see certain groups leave. They were often called surplus populations. The departure of other favored groups, considered essential for state or nation building, was restricted. The goal was to create nationally homogeneous populations a goal pursued by various regimes and governments into the 21st century. Therefore, Professor Zara's research shows the vast majority of the 2.7 million imperial Russian subjects who left the Tsarist Empire between 1880 and 1910 were Jews, Polish speakers, or German speakers. Russian imperial authorities began to encourage Jewish immigration in the 1890s. The government let the Jewish Colonization Association set up branches throughout the empire in 1892. Emigration remained illegal for non-Jewish subjects of the Tsar. Brody, a Western Ukrainian city that was then on the frontier of the Russian and Austrian empires, entered folklore as a major door of departure to a new life. Brody itself was on the fringe of Galicia, a Habsburg Austrian crownland notorious for its abject poverty. Unlike Russia, all citizens of the Habsburg Empire had the constitutional right to leave. The Ukrainian and Polish peasants of Galicia, along with the region's Jews, also immigrated in massive numbers to new overseas opportunities. Authorities recorded a total of 3.5 million emigrants from throughout the Austro-Hungarian Empire to all overseas destinations between 1876 and 1910. The largest numbers left from Galicia and Bukovina and from southern and eastern Hungary. Almost three million went to the United States. The powers that be became alarmed. There was an increasing shortage of young men to call up for military service. Polish and Hungarian nobles in the Habsburg Empire feared losing cheap agricultural labor to American factories and mines. The nobles had reason to worry. 
Wages in Western Europe and the United States were two to three times higher than wages in Galicia. And in those areas of Galicia most affected by emigration, wages eventually had to rise as employers had to compete in a global marketplace. Furthermore, as Professor Zara points out, the tremendous flow of remittances from Galician immigrants back to their homeland expanded peasant landholdings, renovated churches, and provided economic relief. Massive immigration, especially of young women, provoked fears, if not a moral panic. Professor Zara notes the Austrian anti-Semitic press linked emigration and sex trafficking to criminalize Jewish emigration agents. There were sensational white slavery trials, including one in Lviv in 1892, and lurid press reports. The Austrian-Jewish feminist Bertha Pappenheim, also renowned as the patient Anna O. in Sigmund Freud's case study, traveled to Austrian Galicia in 1903 to gather information about sex trafficking. She expressed concerns about the ignorance of migrants, unscrupulous agents, and every girl's vulnerability to what she calls all forms of danger and vice. Sincere emigration reformers concerned about the exploitation of Austro-Hungarian citizens overseas also stirred fears. Zara writes that East European men and women would be treated like non-white colonial labor, Chinese coolies, or enslaved Africans. Professor Zara argues that both anti-trafficking and anti-emigration reformers tended to ignore the underlying economic conditions that prompted immigration, as well as the agency of individual migrants. The book goes far beyond the pre-1914 era to show how a template was set for future dramatic events in the 20th century. The author explains how the policies that shaped this original Great Migration provided a precedent for bureaucratic paper walls that doomed Europe's Jewish population from escaping the Holocaust the closing of the Iron Curtain, and ethnic cleansing. The author places the current refugee crisis within the longer history of migration. Professor Zara notes, every great departure comes with its own choices, anxieties, and disappointments. States make choices about whether to welcome newcomers or build new barriers, whether to encourage departures or returns. Individuals, meanwhile, are forced to make tortured choices between pressing onward or returning home. As for those choices, she reminds us that it matters a great deal whether the decision to live abroad is made out of desperation or of ambition. The Great Departure, Mass Migration from Eastern Europe and the Making of the Free World by Tara Zara is published by W.W. W. Norton. For more information, log on to www.norton.com. From San Francisco, I'm Peter Baker. Until next time, Shalom. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com.
Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.